is a fourth heaven beyond that which is known to godly man. It is a heaven as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is the heaven of imagination. It is an area we call the twilight, I mean, the preacher zone. It's time once again for the next episode of the preacher zone. You don't know what it is? Stay with us. It's all about what the Bible has to say about the lives we're living now. But before we go any further, what we need to do is we got to pump it up just a little bit. Or maybe what we need to do is find out who's on the show. So let's get this done. As we go to participant number one. Oh, yeah. I've got a friend. Pastor Steve, a man from Mexico. But somehow, Pastor Steve, welcome to the show. Hola y buenas tardes. How did you, uh, oh, I should say, how long have you been here in Princeton? Since 1986. Love it. Good stuff there. And also on the show today, from Ohio. Love that word. O-H-I-O. Two O's. You can't miss it. Here he is. Pastor Todd. Welcome to the show, Pastor Todd, once again. Great to have you here. Well, thank you. Actually, from junior high, I grew up in South Austin, Bubba Land. So, south of the river. So, you are a Bubba? Uh, yeah, kind of, sure. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a blue collar guy with a white collar education. Y'all ready? Should we get started? Let's go. We are launching. Bring it on. And here. What does that mean? It means it is time to actually get into the preacher zone. What is the topic? We're going to lay it out for you. D E I. What does the Bible have to say about it? Here we go. There's an intro for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, did you say? Did you see Steve doing the air guitar over there? Wow, that yeah, was man. What were you guys listening to in uh, back in the day? Was I listening to? Oh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> and uh, Pastor Steve, I can name names, but they're all Hispanic. So you guys will be like, "What?" Texas, go ahead. Yeah, you well, know. Back in the day, I was just listening to a lot of praise and worship. You know, Marcos Weed and all the all the top names of the music, Hispanic praise and worship. I was not a rebel like you guys. Well, I listened to praise and worship too. Started about when I was a senior in high school. Uh, I was brought the Jewish religion. So I was not into praise and worship back then. It was very, very different for me. But you know what? This is awesome that you're all here. We are in the Preacher Zone. We're very grateful that you're here with us today. And what the Preacher Zone is about, it's an opportunity for preachers, local preachers. Some, they can be from far away. We get together. 
and have a conversation. Let me just put this real clearly. I'm Mitchell. I'm not a preacher, so I just want to make that clear. And then uh, we have a friend that's out on assignment, and that would be, we call him the professor. His name is Kevin. He has been a regular on the show also. And we tip our hat to Pastor King, who just wasn't able to make it today. So we're going to see him soon. Gentlemen, I have a big announcement for you. Yeah. You ready? Sure. I am ready. I don't know, about three days or so to launch the Preacher's Own on its own. want to thank Ion Princeton for helping us out and get the word out, but we're going to have uh, the Preacher's Own will be its its own entity. Wow. So Beautiful. It is really growing, and thank you, gentlemen, for uh, all being a part of it. So, okay, we're jumping into the topic here. Yeah, are you going to replace us? Uh, what? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I am irreplaceable. Well, I'm going to tell you this. Pastor Steve, you look like a million bucks. Can I borrow two? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, what was that? I, I thought for a moment maybe the Lord was upset. But look at it. We've got a bit of a thunderstorm that started here in the studio. I can't believe I... Oh my gosh, you guys get wet? Sorry about that. I should not have gotten under the same roof as you guys. It's dangerous. Yeah, but the thing is, is that it's raining under the roof in here. Mm. Man, at the studios here at the Preacher's Zone, you know what? <laughs> We're soaked. Loving it when it soaks. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about what's, uh, you know, what's happening. Pastor Todd, why don't you launch it? All right, we're doing the part two of uh, DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. This week in the news, of course, the uh, latest corporation to maybe face a backlash because it came out that they've been implementing that into their culture of uh, employees is none other than the Christian Chick-fil-A. You like your Chick-fil-A burgers and chicken? Chick-fil-A finally gave in, huh? Yeah, yeah, they sure did. I think they would have probably done better just standing their grounds like they did in the past. Yeah, they're no longer going to hire on merit. They're going to uh, have people waiting on you who come from the most oppressed class, which I thought they already did, which was teenagers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Preacher's Own is about looking at the Bible and then looking at what's happening now in our world and what does the Bible say about what's going on right now or the things that we need to do, which is with the DEI, which you just started with. What is it? that the Bible is saying about the different parts of DEI. Pick one, for instance. When a nation or a culture turns away in general from God, they're going to try to fill that God vacuum with something else. And I'll give a for instance. So you see a lot of police getting in trouble around the country, being prosecuted by their own DAs, pulling out old files, and they don't really want policemen practicing in many parts of the country their Christianity and maybe even trying to recruit non-Christians. But they want police that have high character value that are Christian-like values. Christian values, yes. Jesus, no. And so when you end up not getting the outcome that you want because you didn't hire on you know merit to begin with— um, you 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 know you're you're gonna get a lot of problems. It is hard to get Christian values or Jesus values when you don't believe in Jesus, right? Or it's it's hard to to try to get that. And I think DEI is trying to take the place 
of what the Lord or God created and you know his standards his high standards and and how the Bible teaches us to live and respect and honor each other and how to follow the law and follow the rules that God has put before us the Ten Commandments DEI's man's way of saying well that's pretty good but I think we can do better and every time that man tries to do or tries to improve in what God has already created to be perfect, we end up messing it up. Well, just try asking somebody who is trying to implement DEI. Just ask them, what is it? And don't say anything. And listen for a coherent definition. You really cannot get one because it's a vacuum. Well, um, it's, it's like, okay, you can ask somebody who believes in DEI, and ask them, okay, what is the goal of DEI? Where do you want to go with it? I mean, what is it? And you will not be able to get a true or definite answer because we're making the rules as we go along. I think it's become a political tool. Everything has become politicized. And I think a good analogy to go through, you know, our goal really is to teach the Bible. We want to lift up Jesus and talk about the Bible. And everything. Uh, not about politics. Contrast. Yeah. Hold on. There's our in-studio audience. Once again, what was it? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, uh, I think a great example would be, let's take a look at pillar of our faith. Jesus Christ went through his temptation as he began his ministry. Remember the 40 days and the 40 night, the spirit drives him out in the wilderness after he's baptized uh, by John the Baptist. And then he is approached and he is given three different temptations. Uh, he's led into the wilderness and he's tempted by the devil and he fasts 40 days, 40 nights. And then the tempter came to him and said, uh, if you are the son of God, if you are uniquely the only begotten son of God, the most unique religious character to ever live on the face of this planet, set apart from all others, which is kind of a hate speech, you know, idea to begin with, tell these stones to, what did he tell them to do? Turn to bread. Yeah. Now, why did he do that? Because the devil will always try to... Since he's not original, he, all he knows how to do is copy and imitate. What he wants to do is always try to make you prove yourself on who you are. And so if you say that you're a Christian, okay, then show me how much of a Christian you are. Hallelujah! Because <laughs> you know that the DEI or the unbeliever will always try to tell a believer how he should act or how he should believe. Always saying what the Bible says, that you should be this way or you should be that way. When in reality, they're far away from what the Bible teaches us how to live or how we should react. And so that's what the devil was trying to do with Jesus. It's like, hey, if you're really the son of God, if you got the power, why don't you turn these stones into bread and take care of your needs? Because the devil's always about me, 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 me. But what did Jesus answer with? Life is so much more than just bread alone. Life is so much more than just you. If you read the Bible and if you follow Jesus' teaching, it's always about the other person. It's how you should live, how you should serve, and how you should treat others before yourself. Yeah, how we view other people and seeing them as made in the image of God has to do with man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. He was asking Jesus, you know, 
you could do more than this. You could turn these stones into bread. That would be a great social justice ministry for you to do, Jesus. You could just feed everybody. And, you know, these uh, Palestinian Jews here, they are due for a lot of reparations. You could just make money fall from the sky and get them to swap places with all the Romans. That would be great. So just start out and turn these stones to bread. And Jesus informs him there's so much more that people don't live just on reparations and bread, but on the word of God. See, DEI is totally absent. It's a vacuum when it comes to the revelation of God. Well, you began by talking about, as we get ready to wrap up this part two, but you began, you were speaking about Chick-fil-A. Bring this back Yes, nobody knows exactly how it's going to play out. I mean, because now people are starting to uh, vote with their pocketbook on with woke companies. You saw what happened with uh, Bud Light and Lululemon, and uh, you know the, the list is uh, is growing. That doesn't seem fair, but people do have the right to spend the money where they they want to, and they've many people have had enough. Many people work in in these type of environments, and they know exactly what is going on so when they hear about one of their favorite fast food restaurants are deploying this philosophy it's like oh my gosh really they did that at my work and we hated it i think that's one of the reasons that you know a lot of these big companies fall into these problems because they try to be woke or they're trying to police everybody and mm-hmm. I take a stand. You know what the saying says? If you don't believe in anything, you'll end up believing everything. Right. So we need to take a stand. And a lot of these companies are trying to please everybody. And they end up not pleasing the majority of their customers. I want to ask you this. On taking a stand, if somebody is also, they're confused. And really, they don't understand what's happening in the world today in the community what would you have to say? So I'm going to go to either one of you, Pastor Steve, you start. What would you, 60 seconds, go, baby. I would say that in this day and age, the world is so confused because we're living in a day and age where there's so much information out there that if you really wanted to get the truth, you can find the truth. But there's so much lies out there also. But I believe that the only way that you'll truly find peace in your heart is when you come to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. There's no other way that you're going to have peace. There's no other way that you're going to find fulfillment in your life until you come to know Jesus Christ as your Savior. All these government programs, everything that the world is trying to sell you is fake and it's a lie. At the end of the day, when you die, you will stand before the Lord in Judgment Day and it will just be you and Him. And it all will depend on what you did in this life. So if you want to be happy here and you want to have eternal life, The only way is through Jesus Christ. He says, I am the way, the light. There's no other way that you can come before the Father but through him. He is the Logos. He is the great I am. Before Abraham was, I am. He is the Messiah. He is, if you want to find out what your true identity is, you need to get connected up with the one who made you and promises that he will come and make his home in you. But to peel an onion on a uh, godless society, you can keep peeling and peeling and undressing and putting in crotch flaps, you know, for men to wear girl swimsuits and things. And you can keep peeling all that and you're never going to get down to anything that satisfies you and makes you happy. 
it's going to lead to the other end because that's what the devil majors in is leading people down rabbit paths. Yeah, I mean, G, G, if you want to connect with what your real identity is, you need Jesus Christ. I mean, you know the person who was involved in creating you, who knows you before you were even born, who knew you in your mother's womb, who called you into this world. I mean, we walk around like we're in such control and have so many choices that I can just become anything I want to. I can become a, a you know, a poached egg if I want to. But... uh you can't. There are boundaries set by our creator, and you kind of need to research those and, and find those and read about the man who came from heaven, and he came for each one of us. He came for you, if you're listening. You know, this man from heaven. Well, one of the reasons I believe that people will never be satisfied is because you're always looking to have approval of everybody. And it doesn't matter what you believe. And if you think that God made a mistake the way that he created you and you're looking for man approval, you will never have it because you'll always be around people that will approve of what you live or your lifestyle. And then you will have other people that will not approve of the way you live and your lifestyle. But the one that always will approve you is the one that created you. And he's always waiting with you for you with open arms. The Lord in Jesus Christ it's just waiting for you to come and know. Just give them a chance. Just say, hey, I'm here. I'm not sure who you are. I, I don't believe everything that you are. But if you're real, come and turn to my life. Just talk to me. Pastor Steve and Pastor Todd, what an amazing episode of The Preacher Zone. We're going to have you come back. We'll continue that topic, and we'll have others. And if you have show topic ideas, you let us know. And you want to know where? Let us know at The Preacher Zone. this episode it was so good to have you along with us and thank you for staying remember this show is recorded live and then played back i have no idea what that means thank you blessings